Hello and welcome to the next episode of Black Hills Influence. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, we actually jump right into it with a special guest, Michael, uh, who has spent quite a bit of time in China uh, actually teaching English. So take the time, sit back. This is a longer one, but once again, we do appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day here to listen in, and we actually jump right in, right in the middle of the conversation. You guys were maybe luckily on vacation in Thailand. <laughs> well, so it is a longer story than that, actually. I believe it. We, um, we, we got done with our teaching semester, I believe it was January 10th. On the 13th, we left for, uh, we'd saved up some money and we went on a vacation to Rome. Wow. Uh, for, Good for uh, you. For like a week. And then we, um, from there, we went to visit a friend of ours who used to work in China and now um, lives in Tunisia and does, um, does some work there. And so we stayed with her for a while. Loved that. And on the way back from Tunisia, we were in Abu Dhabi, which is... You in, were all over the place. Well, so, so it's on the way. Abu Dhabi was our connecting flight okay. back to Beijing. Okay. And on that, when we landed in Abu Dhabi, started getting information about COVID. Mm -hmm. And... Um, What's the date? That was that would have been that would have been January twenty probably second. Okay, because this 20, in eighteen twenty something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh -huh. In China, it started coming out like December -ish. December twentieth. Yeah, December ish, okay. late December. We okay. started hearing hearing news about that. Yeah, and then um, you know by that point there are a couple hundred teachers. And their families, yeah, you know, a lot of singles, but some families too, that are that are kind of spread out all over China, all over Asia, traveling because it's the mid-year break. Um, oh, everybody's on, on summer vacation. Yeah, is that the right way to More, say that? I mean, so to put it in layman's terms, the big yeah, the big holiday in China is the Spring Festival. Yes, okay. I remember this. So Chinese New Year. Yes, and uh, Chinese New Year is always when we have kind of a professional development conference okay. um, that, that our, our company hosts for teachers who work with us. Because you're not in school. Because we're not in school. Okay. And, and we do that in Thailand every year. And so people were in various states of travel, either on their way to Thailand, in Thailand already. So we had, we had the, so the, the work that we were doing, I literally, Bought a meal in an airport restaurant, which I almost never do because it's so expensive. Okay. Right? But anyway, bought a, bought a meal in an airport restaurant because they had Wi-Fi in the restaurant. And I sat and worked on a Google Sheet for like six hours trying to figure out where people were. Trying to, hey, where's the team? Right. What right. are we going to do here? Well, so like who who has been – who who needs to be in quarantine okay. because they've been to Wuhan? Okay, which is where, which is the episode. Yeah, the episode of yeah. where of where it all started, right? So, do we have anybody there right now? 
Do we have anyone who's been there in the last seven days? Do we have anyone who's been there in the last 14 days? Mm -hmm. Where are people in China? Are people out of China? You know, normally, we don't think about that kind of thing. Yeah. We don't need they're that just They're of, just traveling. They're on yeah. summer break and whatever. We trust people. You know, they're going to get to where they need to be by yeah. the time they need to be there. You know, but this was something totally different, right? So, I mean, that was like panic mode. So we got back to Beijing. At that point, you know, um, things were starting to lock down. This is late January at this uh, point? Yep. Okay. January about 20th. And then we repacked. Left on January 23rd to go to our conference in Thailand thinking, well, we probably won't be back on time. But we'll be back. But we'll be back. Okay. We haven't been back. You've never been back not since back. late January 2020. Correct. You have not been back to China. Right. So we've been, you know, Chris and Liz um, have graciously, you know, had us in their home for a while. My parents um, in Pierre have had us there for um, some time. And then we're kind of our, our home base right now is my, my wife's family in the Chicago area. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause you don't, I mean, obviously how long have you been in China? Uh, since I graduated college in 2006. See, yeah, you, you live there. Yeah. You know, it's not like you have an apartment here on the side. No, you, no. your home is in China. We, we were the ones who were forward thinking enough to bring our computers, bring our, you know, when you went to Thailand, you're right, saying yeah. internet. Okay. So, Cause a lot of people still have their stuff there. Uh, a lot of people were like, a lot of people like a couple of months ago, what was the, what was the story? It was like, someone was like, oh, I don't think I emptied the trash. Oh no. You know, like, like we still got dishes in the dishwasher that we didn't, or we don't, whatever the yeah, example was. Exactly. Growing something now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the a thing, year later, that's still going to be there. That we're growing something, are growing something. Oh man! Yeah. Oh yeah, they've they've already. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole new strain of. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, so you know, there's a lot of levels of uh, grieving. Sure. Honestly, when when you get removed from a situation that you didn't really expect. Oh. To be removed. From. I totally understand. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Um, you know, people are figuring out what to do with their stuff. Some people are are ending service, right? They're coming back to the States um, for like transitioning away from China. You know, well, what's their stuff doing? You know, so part of it's yeah. a stuff issue. Part of it's a closure issue. You know, you don't get to say goodbye to those relationships. Yeah, your neighbors, your friends, your... Your students. Yeah, you know, there's a lot going yeah. on there. And so for those of us, and that's for people who have... I think it was really hard in the springtime... When the spring semester ended in June okay. for Chinese universities, yeah. you know, the people who were leaving China, leaving, quote unquote, they were already here. Yeah, yeah. Um, leaving China and not planning to go back. Because they were already planning to leave exactly. at that point. Yep. Okay. That, those people had it the hardest. Wow. Um, you know, when, when they left um, because you know, they were hoping, you know, this month, maybe we'll go back. At the end of March. Maybe we'll be able to go yeah, back. Maybe we'll be able to go back in April. Okay, well, maybe we'll be able to go back in like June. Wow. And then... Nothing. Right. I mean, here we still are, so... Wow. We have, we have had a few people be able to go back, um, but not, not too many. So the few people that could go back, is there a reason why they could versus somebody else, or how does that situation work? Ah, uh, man, that's complex. Um, most of them were actually had stayed on in Asia, different parts of Asia. And then we're able to transition back because it's just a lot easier to travel 
hmm. uh, internationally from Vietnam to China versus, versus from States. Chicago to China or Correct. whatever. Correct. Interesting. So is there an opportunity there for like stuff issue? We have, we have been able to help people, um, you know, get, and in schools, actually schools have been fa fantastic Oh, good. with taking care of people's apartments, you know, They've even some some places have been like, yep, we'll take care of it. We'll go in. We'll take care of your trash. Hmm. We'll like, uh, we'll clean out your fridge for you. We'll we'll get like, you know, they 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 want to take care of people. They want people to come back when it's ready to when it's time oh, to yeah, come back. Absolutely. Right? Um, and so that's something that we've um, I've experienced over the years is like when when you work with a school and that relationship is healthy. Those schools will do, I mean, so much to keep that relationship moving. Because it's beneficial for everybody at that point. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like wow. you treat people, if you if you do your job well, you treat people well, you get that. You get that in return. You get the respect back. Right. And and so, and that's that's not the only reason why we do what we do, but it sure is a nice side effect. <laughs> yeah. it, it keeps you in the game. Yeah. So to say. Yeah. Well, because who wants to go back to an apartment that has been growing things that are growing things? <laughs> if yeah. I can't even imagine, I, leave leave COVID out of it and whatever. Yeah. You know, if you if I left, if me and my family left our house today, mm -hmm. kind of on a moment's notice, kinda. You got a few days. You got a few days. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm sure there were some people that said, like you mentioned, we're going to come back. It's, might be a couple of days late, you know, yeah, whatever. It might, it might be a week or two, might be a month, but we'll be back. We'll be back. Yeah. You know, they might not grab computers. Yeah. Well, so that's an interesting exercise is like maybe the, the next podcast segment is like, what would you grab? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, who goes on vacation thinking, thinking about those things, you know, right. I'm going to go on vacation and I might not ever return. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, yeah, totally. Because like me, when we go on vacation, I don't grab my full-size laptop, yeah. you know, but if, if I didn't have it for a year, oh, yeah. that's going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I, I can't imagine, you know, not having those tools. You know, you have to buy them again. You, can't, you have to. Yeah. You can't, there's, you, there's no way. Yeah. You can't not have it. Yeah. Right? So yeah, you got to, and so in that, in that sense, yeah, I'm really thankful. That we That's, had. That was that was all my wife. She was the one who was thinking like, eh, I think we should take a few things. Yeah, it was like, like books. Like, <laughs> yeah, like what do you mean, like time <laughs> waster mean, type yeah. things? You or mean what like are you kind of talking about? Extra set of underwear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what are you talking about? No, no, she had a plan. It was good. It was a good plan. Wow. <laughs> let's uh, let's back up. Yeah. Um, because I, well, Chris and I were kind of talking before you got here. Uh huh. Um, obviously we're sitting here with Michael. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about who he is, mm. how he came to be, who he kind of works for and mm -hmm. why. Yep. Um, really interesting aspect about working in China mm -hmm. and with COVID and everything else that's going on. And we kind of yeah. want to talk about the future sure. a little bit too. So let's kind of start there. Introduce sure. yourself a little bit, who you are, where you're from, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I grew up in Pierre um, and, you know, never never had any uh, aspirations of working globally or anything like that. And went to college in the twin cities and after college was looking for something to do uh, before going, I wanted to go back to grad school. It was always kind of like a goal. Yeah. That was one of the things I wanted to do. Wanted to actually wanted to teach in a university in the States. That was always my, that was always my original. So you wanted to be a teacher. I did. I did. At a high level. 
that was my original goal. Yeah. Um, and moved to China in order to just like, yeah, get some life experience, but okay. also, but also do something that mattered. You know, I, like I, felt that. Like, I felt like teaching in China was something that was going to impact people because it was, you know, English education for people globally gives, uh, opens doors, gives people access to global communities that they wouldn't have had, a, had access to otherwise. Yeah. I love and, that. And so, and so that was really, I love, I liked that. I liked the, the concept of, uh, working on teams, um, and, and so, uh, joined uh, a teaching company, uh, now called Pinnacle, uh, teaching solutions. Okay. Um, and that's who I still work for, uh, 14 years wow. after the fact. Yeah. So, um, yeah, since then I've been mostly in China. I've spent a few years in the States getting a grad degree and you know, yeah. spending some time reconnecting with family and things. Um, but, uh, primarily, yeah, just been working and teaching and um, learning language and doing all those things in, in China. And on a very basic level, mm -hmm. essentially, you teach English. Correct. To, nat I don't know if the right term Nationals? is. Nationals? Is no, that no, what you're looking Chinese for? Like a natural-born yeah. Chinese? Right, correct. So I teach, in, I teach in Chinese universities, have taught in Chinese universities, um, all different kinds of things. Academic, okay. academic writing, um, spoken English, 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 like listening, which is quite honestly a very, is that like a comprehension type thing yeah, of so knowing like, what you're listening to? Yeah. Right. So I'll push play on like an NPR story or something oh, like cool. that and then like okay. dissect it and teach vocabulary and do all this kind of stuff. Um, but what I teach right now and I, and I really love it is, um, cross-cultural communication. Okay. So, the way that cultures communicate, um, you know, whether they are direct, whether they communicate, whether they Their say communication what they mean, style. right, directly gotcha. or indirectly, I love that. body language, um, all kinds of all kinds of different things like that. So I, I teach cross cultural communication to uh, freshman students at the Beijing Institute. Of so 18, 19 years old, yeah, ish, whatever, yeah. Mm -hmm. and. And it's great, you know, like I really, really love the content, really love the students. Uh, it's really a, it's really a good fit. You love what you do. I do. And there's something that people aspire to do is that. And I love that. Well, you know, finding something that you love doing is, so I, I read, I read an article a few years back that I, that I thought was really interesting and said, don't follow your passion. And the the idea is um, these researchers from Stanford and Yale and sure. all these folks were saying like, look, don't follow your passion because eventually you're going to get bored of that passion and you're going to change oh. it, right? So following your dreams is actually kind of bad advice. Counterintuitive almost. You have to their their idea wasn't to follow your passion. Their idea was to build one. And so as, as you go into the discipline of like focus and crafting, um, attention to detail about something that you really like to do, whether it's teaching or marketing, could be anything, graphic yeah. design, Who knows? pick your yeah. thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like you dig into that thing, you build that passion and you're committed to it because you've built it. Correct. Instead of just being like, 
my dream. I'm bored of my dream. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, go yeah. do something else that I've dreamed up next. Right, because then you end up uh, eventually resenting that dream. Absolutely, yeah. you do. I think that's totally accurate. It's almost like the favorite song thing. Like you listen to a song, you're like, man, this is really catchy. That is, that's you, a great you play it, You play it, you play it, you play it, play it, play it, play it. And, you're and then you're like, I hate this song. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. And then you hear it everywhere. Yeah. You hear everywhere. It in, you hear it in your dreams, ironically. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's that's a great analogy, actually. Um, whereas if you're a musician and you're creating something, mm-hmm. right, that's a different process. I totally agree. Because there's more mm-hmm. of the, so that goes into it than hitting play and listening to the song. Exactly. You're creating the song. Exactly. And so, and so I think for, for people out there listening to your show, as an educator, that's something that I try to teach my students, too, is to say, like, everybody has dreams, right? You're young people. That's good. It's not a bad thing to have dreams. It's not too late, you know? No. You know, like, and it's not, and it's not terrible advice to follow your dreams, but it will change, yeah. right? Whereas if you really build something, if you're building the skills to, like, learn and focus, then those skills will apply to anything that you go and spend that attention, mm-hmm. spend that right. focus on. Well, it's like you mentioned, you wanted to teach at an American university at a high level. Mm. Didn't know that, hey, 14 years later, this is what I'd be doing. This is what you'd be doing. And you love it. Yeah, that's right. I love that. Yeah. I think it's a great message. So I'm going to interject here because I haven't heard this story, but why China? Was mm. there like a flyer with? Oh yeah, how'd with, you even get started? You know, like we company? want you yeah. to <laughs> teach us English and cultural diversity and everything like that. Right, right. That's a good question. Um, you know, I I picked China because, um, well, I picked I picked at first I picked the company. Mm-hmm. Because the girl that I was dating at the time. Oh, right? we don't mention that. No. Don't Bless worry. her heart. It's not a secret. Bless her heart. <laughs> Bless her heart. She's Let's out just there. Leave it at that. She's out there in in the pod world. You know. We hope she's doing great. We hope she's doing great. Um, she uh, she had done a summer teaching program, so we got a lot of different programs to and, get you in, so to say. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so she had done one of the summer teaching programs and was telling me about it. And I looked into the company, and they saw that they had a one year teaching opportunity. Okay. I was like. I could do a year. Yeah. You know? I, can, I can do a year, get my feet wet. Sure. Make I, sure it matches up with what I want to do. Right. And we'll see how it works. Right. So um, so I applied and I did all of that. And it was not really until I got there. This is in China? In China, okay. yeah. And, and I, I started really experiencing uh, the language and the food and the culture. And it was so different than, you know, kind of the stereotypical, thing, what you're told things here. that sure. I had in yep. my mind. Yep. Right? Yeah. And, and I was totally in, entranced. Love it. Yeah. And, and it was, it was something that I knew, um, at a really gut level that, that it, it felt right. Yeah. In your heart. Yeah. It was, it was not going to be just some kind of passing, like, Cool experience, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right, because I would come back in the summers then, those first few years, and people would say things like, oh, what a cool life experience. When are you coming back to the States to do, like, you know, your real work? When are you coming back to be normal like us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, And eventually people stopped asking that question maybe because they just gave up on me. Sure. But, um... He's he's lost. He's he's, on his own. He's gone. He's gone. (laughs) Um, But, no, I, I think... 
that that process grew over time for me but but it really was like probably about a month or two in i was like i've got to do this I've got into to- that first year mm-hmm. you knew that quick got to keep doing it that's great yeah yeah and and the hardest conversations were you know anytime you commit to something that's kind of like different yeah or outside the norm out of your comfort level right you know the hardest conversations to convince, not, not convince, convince is the wrong word, but to, to like break the news, right. As an adult, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to take a path that is really uncharted, Mm -hmm. um, really different. Risky almost. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Risky in the sense that it's not known. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I would liken it to me having a conversation with my wife of I'm going to start my own business. Mm-hmm. Income might be rocky, yeah, but I got to try it. Yeah. Yeah. So think about the hardest conversations that you would have, you know, telling someone about something like that. It's going to be at that time I was 22 year old guy. Yeah. My mom, my twin brother. Okay. Everyone else was like my dad, my sister, my younger brother. They were like, okay, you know, you could do what you got to do kind of thing, whatever. <laughs> they were going to like, oh, we, whatever. We support you. Yeah, whatever. All the things um, they're supposed to say. Right. You know, and, and my mom and my, my twin brother were just like, you know, and this is something that I, that I kind of continue to learn about even up until like today. Had, a, had an interesting and somewhat challenging conversation with, with um, some teachers today. Um. And it, and it ended up going well, but you, you go, you go into a challenging conversation. Um, and I think when, when you, when you make these choices that are different in your life, Mm -hmm. it kind of introduces opportunities for these challenging conversations about stuff that really actually matter to you at a heart level, more so than a superficial, right. Whatever, you know, like you can have a difficult conversation about like, you know, something political or something other superficial kind Correct. of in your life. And it doesn't really an outside factor conversation. Right, it doesn't sink into like who you are at the core. Right. Um, but when you're having those difficult conversations with people you love, you know, that's the hard part. Yeah. You know, and, and whether that's, whether that's uh, family members or if you're running your own business, um, you know, teammates, in your business or if you're at a, if you're in education, right. Your co-teachers, the people you work with, right. Those people that you have those deep, intimate relationships, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. relationships with, that's where the best conversations happen. And that's also where the hardest conversations yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Sometimes I would think the hardest conversations can turn out to be the best conversations. Yeah. Well, and they're the most impactful because they mean so much to everybody involved. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, and, and so, I mean, I, I would challenge your, I would challenge you guys maybe to think about it. And I'd love to hear about what you would say to this question too, but, but your listeners as well, like what, what you just said, Chris, like a hard conversation that you were maybe dreading going into it, but after it was over, you realized, wow, that was really one of the most life-giving conversations I've ever had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully you can think of one. Well, they oh, should yeah. have more than yeah, right? a couple examples, obviously. You know, I'd, I'd kick it back to my example I kind of just talked about of when there was a time, uh, would have been a year, year ago now, year and a half ago, whatever the case may be, mm. where I was ready to get out of the career I was in. Mm-hmm. I was enjoying the job 
so to say, mm-hmm. but long-term career wise, I didn't see an outlook for that. And I, you know, tried it, made it work mm-hmm. from a financial perspective, a career perspective and whatever, learned what I learned. There was a conversation that me and my wife had that exactly what you're talking about, where it was, listen, this is a dream, something I can build. Mm-hmm. This is going to mean a lot to me. And she was all in, Yeah, you know, and then now looking back on it. And then as we grew over the last year of whatever 2020 was, mm-hmm. um, we're closer because of it. Yeah. You know, just cause of having that one conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so as we move forward then, okay. So did that first year. Yes. I, I don't, I don't want to call it an internship, but whatever. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's like a trial period. Listen, I, I mean, don't it, it was, it was, it's now, now that I'm it. back, now that I'm like 14 years after the fact, Correct. Right, I can yeah. look at it and say from like, okay, that, that's a pretty cool organizational move. Actually, you get in a whole crop of young people every year, every year. Some of them stay, mm-hmm. some of them stay for three to five years. Some stay five to 10 years. Some, mm-hmm. just, some stay 10 plus. Yeah. Right. Some of them just, most of them just do one. Right. But even that, but even is, yeah, that you have them for that one year, yeah, and it and it changes, it impacts so many lives, right? Mm-hmm. It impacts the lives of that teacher, lives of the students of that teacher, right? It's 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 big time. Yeah, um, I love it. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's kind of an internship. It's kind of a like taste and see, yeah, kind of get year. a feel for who we are as a company, get a feel for what you would be doing or are doing, get a feel for the. The place you're teaching is it? Is this only in China, or where else do the we does are, your company work? We through? are elsewhere. Um, I think uh, I don't. I can't say off the top of my head how many countries we're in. We're in over ten. Is it mostly Asia? Mostly East Asia. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. But that's the point, right? It can you introduce yourself to who you work with, who they are as a company, the cultures you'd be teaching in. Correct. Um, which I think is a very interesting aspect that you kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so then moving forward from that. Yeah. Teaching, you're 14 years in. Yeah. You basically live there. That's your home now, mm-hmm. which I am very jealous of. I think that's an <laughs> amazing experience. It is. Going back to the experience word, I don't mean to, but. No, I mean, it is though. It is. It's something that is. Uh, yeah, it's a, I would say it's a, it's a gift. I mean, oh, most, I love that. most people, most people don't have the desire or the opportunity mm-hmm. to live overseas for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for, for those of us that, that do that for, for our living, uh, it really is a gift. I mean, I feel like it's something, the, a gift in the sense that I have to be given the stamina to continue doing it and to appreciate it and to continue appreciating yeah. it. Uh-huh. But also because, because we continue to do it and appreciate it. Um, you know, the things that, that we get in return are pretty spectacular. Oh, and they're, and they're almost invaluable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, know, you can't put a number on that kind of stuff. No, no. And I, I mean, I wouldn't try. That's why I'm a language. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I'm a language teacher. <laughs> That's why I'm a language teacher. I don't, teacher. I don't count things. Yeah. No. I love that. <laughs> um, so then kind of moving forward from that, what yeah. is, do you guys have any outlook into 2021 and how that's going to work for you and the company or how's that looking? Yeah. I mean, I think so I can, I can speak individually, right? I, yeah. um, but so for us, you know, 2021, you know, 
uh, is, uh, I think there's reason to be hopeful. Absolutely. Um, I think there's reason to be hopeful. Uh, read, I read something interesting the other day, um, a quote by an author that I really, really like, um, saying something about like, if we, I'm going to paraphrase it. It's going to be bad. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I trust you. We'll, 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 we'll fix it in post. <laughs> Just kidding. Keep and, going. Thanks, Chris. Um, so the idea is like we 2020, I feel like a lot of people, including myself spent a lot of time waiting for normal life to resume. Correct. Whatever normal meant. Yes. Right. Normal but, in quotations. But what if normal life is what we have right in front of us? Yeah, right. I think this is going to be new normal for a while. Yeah, and so and so not accepting, not not looking at the reality that we've been given and accepting that reality and adapting to it and moving forward. And moving forward is um the 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 businesses, the schools, the individuals that are able to make that pivot are going to be the ones who are healthy. Uh healthy financially, healthy spiritually, healthy um mentally, emotionally. I mean, mm-hmm. if you, if you don't make that pivot, if you're not surrounding yourself with people who can help you do that, mm-hmm. man, it's going to be tough. It's, I mean, things like Chris and I have talked about in the last podcast and a couple other episodes is the, I, from a business perspective, mm-hmm. adapt or die. Yeah. You know, cause there's going to come a time where if you didn't pivot, you didn't change, you didn't adapt to the new normal, you're going to close. Yeah. You know, which is terrible and sad. Nobody ever wants that, but it's real life, you guys. <laughs> well, I mean, the the newspaper industry is an interesting study. Yes, it is. Of this, because I I personally am the kind of person who Chris knows this. I I like to read and I like real books. You like, like to hold. I it. like I like to hold the book in my hand. You're not a Kindle guy. I have a Kindle. Yeah. And I use it, but I don't prefer to. Yeah. And, and the same is true with like a newspaper. Like I, I will peer into the black depths of my phone for hours, just like every, just like anyone. Yeah. But right. I would rather read a newspaper. Wow. You're very rare. I know. So I mourn the death of the newspaper, but I also see what's happened there and say like, you know, that's a, that's an industry. Some, some, some people, some organizations pivoted and made that shift and they're, they're still around and they're still making an impact in that space. Yes. Um, a lot of people were just like family owned newspaper, small town deal. And you know, they didn't, they didn't do what they needed to do. And well, and the small town deal is they thought they were sheltered from the big city thinking, right. Or whatever the case may be. And they didn't adapt. And, and, and now, okay. I will say, um, maybe this hopefully won't offend anyone, but maybe it will. It is. I do it all the time. Um, you know, either the newspaper itself didn't make it or the online version of the newspaper is unreadable because of the amount of advertising they have to sell. In and order, that's, that's a real thing. Like I go, I go on to some small town, some small town, uh, newspapers and I'm like, I just can't even read this. Nope. Like I, I don't even know where the story is. Correct. It's 90% ads. Yeah. 10% right? story. And so, so maybe that's, you know, maybe there's an analogy in that, right? If, if your life is 90% ads and 10% story, you're probably missing it somewhere. Well, it's the people that... It's called consumerism. You know, we talk about <laughs> social media yeah. and things like that. It's most of the stuff you see on social media isn't real. Right. In regards to what people post and how happy they are and whatever. We all have stuff. Sure. Right. It's a filter. It's a filter, 
right? Mm-hmm. And people, unfortunately, will judge their happiness based off of what somebody else's posts instead of just making yourself happy. Well, and that's, so maybe to come back to the world of teaching, because that's what I do. Love that. One of the things that I love about teaching is that it is inherently real. It's inherently people. Yeah. Right? Which makes it messy. Real humans on both ends. It makes it messy at times. Makes it, um, yeah, like, there's a Chinese word in my mind that I can't get out, so I'm going to teach it to you. I love it. Mafan. <laughs> Mafan? Mafan. Mafan is like bothersome, troublesome, annoying, and every kind of word constellation into one in one word i call that brian oh stop <laughs> you are unbelievable mafan brian is a person mafan yeah mafan so so like there's a lot of there's a lot of real life joy and a lot of real life pain and a lot of real life mafan that goes along with teaching yeah um and but but that's the reason that i love it because mm-hmm. i'm not just sitting uh, I don't think I would be personally wouldn't be happy sitting behind a desk all day doing whatever on a computer. Yeah. Right? I like standing up, interacting with people. Yeah. And so that's teaching gives me the opportunity to do that um, in a way that, that really gets me into the lives of students and students have access into my life too, which I, which I also think is part yeah. of teaching like the good teachers that you remember. Sure aren't just the ones who stood up there and were the talking head. They were the ones that let you into their life a little bit too. Yeah. And that, and that's what I love. And exactly like you said, the teachers you remember, they did more than just teach you language or teach you math, or they were more than just a drama teacher or whatever the case may be. Exactly. Some of them maybe kind of broke that, I don't know, fourth walls, right? The word, the right word to use or phrase, but they got into your life. Mm Mm-hmm. And became a friend. And that's why I like. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, as far as like a Black Hills Influence podcast, you know, I, your listeners may, um, can take that and do with it what they like. They might be like, hey, you know what? That's, you're a teacher, you're an educator, like you deal with people all the time. Like my business is, you know, making this or doing that. Yeah, and, yeah. and I would, I would argue, actually, I would argue that your business is people, actually. Yeah. Yep. And the making of this or the selling of that is the, is the connection point. Correct. That's it. Yeah. That's your bridge between the two people. All right. I, I say it a lot. I'm, you know, I'm 30. I run a digital marketing company. So mm-hmm. everybody assumes that I just want to sell you stuff online all the time. No, I actually get more pleasure out of sitting with somebody and having a conversation with them, learning about the business, learning about them, learning about their family, whatever. Because mm-hmm. people still want to buy from people. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Whether it's a B2B situation like I am or a business to consumer, people still want to buy from people for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah. Now, I think that's the human condition that 2020 has really put a blockade on. And well, as, sometimes you couldn't buy from a person. Right. But I, you know what I mean? I think a lot of it now, especially in this time and age, is that the human condition, it's already been starting Mm-hmm. Years prior, like, hey, you can buy this online. You can, you know, ship this, ship that, whatever. Yeah. You know, that way you don't have to deal with a person because there are some people that are extremely introverted and they don't want to connect with somebody. They don't sure. want mm-hmm. to possibly risk 
whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is humans are definitely, it's a relationship conversation. Yeah. Yeah. They have to be, you know, vulnerable. And especially like to be a great anything, Mm -hmm. to great teacher, great business person, great salesman, whatever. You have to have a little bit of vulnerability. You have to have a little bit of skin in the game, Mm -hmm. cliche. Mm -hmm. And someone else is going to meet you there halfway. Yeah. And then they open up and then you create that relationship and then you both grow. Right. And move forward. Yeah. 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 I think that's right. I think, you know, the one of the, one of the interesting things about 2020 uh, is the, you know, our, our culture has always been, our culture here in America has always been geared toward convenience and speed and efficiency. Right. I need it now. Yep. And, and Click even, even if you look, even if you look at the, um, was it the Verizon ad campaign that's out right now? The Verizon Apple ad campaign selling 5g on the new Apple phone oh. on the new iPhone. The background music is, I want it all. I want it now. Oh yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to sing it, but I know exactly turn, what you're talking turn about. Turn on, turn on any sports game. If you, any, any match of any sports, anything, and you'll see it within 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, and it is stunning to me, you know, people will, people will take that convenience, take it, take it, take it in what they really are want. And then they'll feel bad about it. Correct. Right. What they really want is that relationship, Mm -hmm. right? But it's hard to get it right. Just like it's easy to open up a Snickers bar, but if you eat Six Snickers bars, that doesn't exactly make a beautiful home-cooked meal. Correct. Right. Right. That actually took work to prepare. Yeah. And you sit around a table and have a conversation with someone. Have family dinner, have right. friend dinner, whatever. Different than six Snickers. Correct. Right. Right. So, and that's, and that's what people end up eating that, you know, quote unquote, that six Snickers. And, and at the end, they're like, why do I feel like garbage? Yeah. Well. You eat garbage, you feel like garbage. Right. <laughs> I like Snickers. I'm just saying. Uh, so do I. Yeah. So do I. But but I don't eating, eat them for dinner. That's eating, why I eat six of them. Right. Yeah. Eating six of them for dinner is not something I would recommend. Correct. <laughs> yeah. I, it's an interesting thought process as we move forward into 2021 mm. about how, you know, some people have been so human connection deprived. Yeah. In 2020. Yeah. That I think that human connection pendulum is actually going to swing back. Yeah. The other way to wanting to connect with more, more so than your family, obviously, and your friends, but from a business perspective, purchasing habits, whatever. Yeah. I think that's going to come back around. Yeah. Um, in 2021, assuming openings go smooth and vaccine development and whatever. I hope so. I hope so. And I hope, absolutely. I actually, I actually think that business has an important role to play in, in helping create community spaces. Oh, interesting. Um, for, for us. For gathering? Whether, so whether it's gathering or experiences or, mm. or whatever, um, people, people want that, people need that. But it's not just an experience like, um, like a concert is an experience yeah. or like going to Disney World is an experience. Like Disney, Disney makes, uh, makes an incredible, they're an business. experienced company. They off of experiences. Oh, right. Going to a movie together, talking about it with the people you go with. Yeah. That's the experience that Disney's trying to give you. Right. And so 
uh, different, uh, now businesses around the black Hills are not necessarily Disney, but there's an awful lot of tourism out here. Yes, there is that, that, um, that people are looking for that experience that when they go back to Chicago or Kansas city or mm -hmm. Boston or wherever they're coming from, they're going to tell people, Oh my gosh, we did this in South Dakota and it was awesome. Black Hills was amazing. Yeah. To promote right. the Black Hills as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And South Dakota as a state then. Correct. You know, yeah, in, yeah. In, in, by extension. Right. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but I think because people, I, I agree that pendulum is going to swing. People are going to want that, that kind of social experience. I mean, you saw this in South Dakota this summer with the, the tourism industry and how it, how it just blew up with RV travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you could be, um, socially distanced, you know, if you did it right in your RV mm -hmm. and this was an opportunity of a place where you could come and yeah. be with other people, but by yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and not in your house. Yeah. I mean, I, it's so like, you know, moving forward, it's, you know, the was, so the interesting and this totally a side note tangent <laughs> sidebar yeah we do it all love the time. it love it so sidebar rv <laughs> industry um so was the rv industry just like gifted something or did yes. they actually take advantage of oh. something that was given to them and like maximize make it into something i think they made a lot of rain dances to make this happen <laughs> i think that's what it's really, the rv really industry's down. fault it's that's a joke just a cabal <laughs> it's an rv cabal that's what it is camping yeah. uh camping world every <laughs> everyone's like we got to take down everything else uh um <laughs> it's terrible it's terrible it's not true sorry about all those people selling rvs out there um you guys do hard work and thank you very much for the services that you provide <laughs> but where you're going with that is an industry interesting industry pivot yeah to we can't change the ecosystem that we're in COVID's here, whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. It is contagious, whether we like it or not, believe it or not. Um, how can we as an industry, speaking of the RV industry, maximize our sales and our profits and our opportunity mm -hmm. to right. take advantage of it? Well, and I think, I think you take part of it is recognizing that people want that, those experiences, uh, experiences in relationship with others. Yes. Right. And so particularly the RV industry was talking, was, kind of getting into families, right? Correct. Things like that. But even, even, you know, back to education, you know, like thinking through like, what does it mean to learn in community online? Yeah. Right. It's a great point. Cause, cause everyone at some point in 2020, if you have, if you're an educator or the parent of a child, you experienced this. Yes. Right. Yes, and, they did. You know, and so, Oof. and we know part of, part of learning what, learning what we want in, in anything is seeing what we don't want. <laughs> oh, experience yeah. oh yeah. You have, I mean, you don't yep. know, you don't know. I mean, if you don't know that you don't like it, you don't know that until you don't like it. Right. And so, so I think part of this process and, and even back to this theme of, of challenging conversations is like leaning into those challenging conversations with your kids, teachers, with administrators yeah. at the school um, with people even on the school board and having these really community oriented discussions yeah. that are surrounding like what happens with the education of our kids. How do we do that in a way that is possible? Number one. Yeah. Yep. Number two, 
actually accomplishes a goal of learning of learning yes right yep because that's actually that's why we go to school not just to make sure kids don't it's not day daycare not, yeah, I it's mean. not just daycare right <laughs> yeah, we are learning things um and and so like having those conversations is not necessarily easy because everybody's got an opinion sometimes yeah. they're very strongly held no that's not true what are you talking about you know so but but getting into those situations and here's the key is not any kind, anytime you go into a crucial conversation, you have to be, I always try to be really clear about what, what do I, what do I need to communicate? I don't want to ramble. I don't want to, I don't yeah, wanna, what are your goals for the conversation? Exactly. Like what, what needs to be communicated and then create in my own, prepare in my own mind and heart, the discipline of listening to the other person. Yeah. Like really actually doing that. Cause that's the only way that you're going to have any meaningful progress in that conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To make it constructive for all parties. Right. Yeah. You know, so whether that's with a business partner or with uh, your kid's teacher. Or a spouse. I mean, you can have spouse, the, you can make an example for anything. You know, I mean, it really, it really is so critical to create that space in your mind and heart to be like, I am going to, I am going to listen. Mm-hmm. I am going to listen. If I don't do that, this conversation is going to be pointless. Right. Well, and that shows a, a great level of respect, too, for the other person. Mm. And I, I think what you're saying is, you know, it, it definitely needs to be a two-way street, too, to have a, a real constructive conversation. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. if you're just yelling your opinions or what you think is right, and they're going to yell back what they think is right, it's nothing, accomplishing nothing. nothing no. ever gets done. And then, you know, it's we not have just 20, 20, right. It's not just not productive. It's counterproductive, right? Right. You go it's into destructive. that. It's destructive, yep. right? You're, you're actually widening that gap. Correct. Instead of bridging it. Correct. Right. And so the, the, the teachers, the educators, the business leaders, um, the civic leaders who can build those bridges are the ones who are going to have Maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe they won't be appreciated for it. Now they won't be. But, but in the future, they but might be. The communities sure. that they are a part of are going to benefit from their leadership. Correct. Whether that's recognized or not. Yeah. And that's where the pen is mightier than the sword, Brian, is writing down your thoughts <laughs> and not trying to fight people all the time because we have people yeah. fighting at the grocery store or the gas station about whatever. God yeah. knows what. Yeah. If if we all just take a moment, have an out of body experience almost, and be like, "Is this really growing yeah. something? Growing the person next to you with your kindness, what your actions are, whatever it is, is it growing or is it killing?" Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a real problem um, in regards to holding your own opinions on anything and essentially saying piss off to anybody else who disagrees with you. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's 2020's mantra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it's, 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 uh, it's stunning to me that I'm, I'm a guest on a business podcast cause I know nothing about business, <laughs> but I do, I do, um, I do know a little bit about these kind of conversations. Yeah. Right. And that's, uh, and to be a leader in any field requires, um, requires the ability to problem solve. And, and I would say one of the key components to be able to being able to problem solve is hearing multiple perspectives, being able to balance and weigh them 
being able to being able to bridge those things and provide a solution that that works that makes sense for all parties or enough parties yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. you're never I gonna mean, please everybody it's yeah, a great point great you point. know like i think you know the people the people that can do that are the people that are going to build client bases they're going to build uh they're going to build rapport with if they're a teacher they're going to build rapport with students and parents um and their own colleagues correct right i mean it's not about being liked. No. It's about it's about treating people well and giving them the respect that that they deserve as deserve people. Deserve as humans. That's right. Because they're people. That's yeah. right. You know, and so when you when you do that, that comes that comes back to you in yeah. un, in unexpected ways. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you know, I always use the example of karma, right? You put good out, you get good in, but it's the same thing with respect. Yeah. To where if you could sit down and have a conversation as a sales team, as a leader of an organization or whatever, and you have a conversation, you hear everybody's opinions, decompress everything a little bit and kind of lay it all out mm-hmm. and be transparent with the results, I think you get respect from that. Right. And so and so some of you some of you out there in podcast land might be like, <laughs> Wow, what is going on here? I yeah. thought I was tuning into a business podcast and we're talking about deep it's conversations. All, it's all related at the end of the day. But here's the thing, like I I would say what um it's it's extraordinarily difficult to do what you just said if uh if you don't have people you trust in your life. Correct. Right? Whether that's family members or uh business associates or friends or whatever. Like, I mean, what we do is holistic. Our lives are holistic. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm if I'm going through something at work, it's going to affect me at home. If I'm going through something at home, it's going to affect me at work. Yeah. It's Absolutely just it it's just the way we are. Mm-hmm. And there's not a spray for that to just end it and then what, you know the old saying there's not a spray? The, <laughs> there's not a spray for that? Yeah. The old saying is leave your problems and your drama at the door. That doesn't happen. Well, I mean, you can do it. But but there's there's a limit to people's capacity correct. for doing that. Yeah. And what happens when you reach that breaking point is mm-hmm. so toxic. It's terrible for everybody. It's so toxic. It's terrible for you. It's terrible for the people you work with. If you're a business owner, it it's terrible for your business. You lose money on the deal you or lose whatever. Clients, yeah. Right. I mean, it's it is it is the hardest, but maybe most essential thing that anybody can do in their profession is treat people with dignity and treat people with respect. And, and it does take forethought. It's not just something that you need. It's not just something you can waltz into and be like, I'm good at this. It takes work. It It takes discipline. It takes knowledge. It takes a continuing education. Right. So actually one book, if I may. Yeah, absolutely. We love that. Um, is, is a book and I, of course, can't remember the name of the author right now, but Crucial Conversations is the name of the book. Um, Write that down, Brian. Crucial Conversations. I feel like I've read this book before. Is a really good book that has that has helped me to um, frame some of these challenging conversations that we have in life, right? Whether right. it's with a family member or in a yep, exactly. Um, it's it's a great book. Um, it's not long. It's very practical. And I think if you're, if you're a leader, if you're a manager, if you're a business owner, I think it'd be well worth your time. I have this book at home somewhere. I bought it in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it out of a box. Yeah, man. it's somewhere. Pull it out of I a box. I know I have it. Blow that dust off. <laughs> uh, we'll put, 
obviously. Uh, <laughs> we will put a link to this uh, on the Facebook page as well as the website. Um, it's a, you know, we talked about in the last episode as far as what some goals are for 2021. And one mm. of mine was to read at least one book a month yeah. about leadership and management and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a conversation piece like that or a book like that is going to help you more than just in the business world, but from a family perspective mm-hmm. and everything else. Well, and you know, it sounds outdated, excuse me, the idea of a book club, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, a book club. That sounds like something my grandma would What do. is this, the 40s? This what are you talking about? Tupperware <laughs> club, right? We're going to get together and talk about, you know, makeup. Yes, um, and wine. <laughs> and it's going to be great. Hey, you know what? And that's, a, that's kind of a joke, but people have made serious money on this. Right? Oh, it's a real thing. Yeah. It's a real opportunity um, for some people. Anyway, uh, but, but going back to the point of like swinging to the relational. Correct. Human interaction, um, yeah. human connection. You know, like people don't just want to watch a movie. They want to watch a movie and then talk about it with their friends. Decompress it. They yep. don't want to just watch a game. They want to watch a game and then talk about it with their friends, right? And so mm-hmm. if you're in the kind of position where, um, you know, you're, you know, want to read a book a month mm-hmm. about something you want to learn and grow with, like, hey, that, that could be something that you can make a community of people who are reading the same thing, talking about the same thing. Yeah. All reading at the same time. You can go chapter to chapter, whatever the case may be. Because I think if somebody reads something, I could read a book and both of you guys could read a book. And I think we'd get three completely different things out of it. Oh yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. It's a great point. Yeah. And that's what I love so much about the idea Mm -hmm. of a sort of book club. Right. For lack of a better 20, 21 sound. I'm sure you, I'm sure you guys, marketing guys, can come up with something. I'm terrible at this. I don't <laughs> yeah. know anything about it. But I think it's a great point. Yeah, and it, it brings up a conversation, and that's what it, ultimately it's going to build the relationship one way or the other. Yeah. Because your meet, the meeting of the minds, your opinions, that if I read this book, you read this book, you read this book, and we all have different perspectives on it. Yeah. That way we know more about each other. Correct. And how we feel about whatever it might be. And communities grow stronger because of conversations like that. Absolutely. You know, um, whether it's a business community or an educational community or, um, you know, a church, a group of people, you know, a group of friends. Well, it could be anything. I mean, you name the group. You name the group and it's going to have an impact when you are going through something like that together. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole lot better than just, hey, we all went to the same movie. That's it. See you, you know next what I mean? weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? In- yeah. Instead of like, we're growing not only ourselves in this experience individually, but mm. with each other when we get together and talk about it, because mm-hmm. I might have this thought in my mind about whatever this book is. Yeah. And then when you say something that, comes up in the conversation that may or may not be related to that exact moment that I was thinking of, but it can bring something up that turns the light bulb up in my head that I go, oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, right. that's a great that's point. That's really great. I should write this down or I should or Or you give, or you, and, and this is kind of to the, the cross-cultural nature of what I do in my classroom. It's like you give people opportunities to tell their story. Sure. Right. Love that. You give people opportunity. You kind of, and, and, and you do kind of have to create those spaces because people aren't used to opening up, opening up about that kind of thing. Right. And maybe 
you know, like there's a, there's an example I use to highlight this in my classroom where there's like a, any native language speaker. If I ask you to explain grammar of your own language to someone else in another who's trying to learn your language, yep. you're like, I don't know how to do that. And it's all like, made up and the points don't matter. Right. <laughs> and you're like, someone's like, well, why is it wrong? You're like, it's wrong because it feels wrong. Yeah. It's wrong because it's wrong. It's well, wrong. that's a terrible way to learn. Well, so part of the job to uh, that a teacher does, or or in this case, like if you're if you're creating a learning any kind of learning community, yep. whether it's about a book or a podcast or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Is you're creating part of your job, part of your role is to create space to draw that conversation out of people. Yeah, because people aren't going to naturally do it themselves. Yeah, right. They have to be led to it. Right. And that's, um, that's true of people who are leaders absolutely as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes, and, and this is, uh, you know, a moment of transparency for myself. I talk a lot as people will probably see from this podcast. It's actually the Brian and Michael podcast. Chris, where are you? Chris. (laughs) Welcome back. Chris. Dynamite dynamite drop in. Thank you. No problem. Uh, so, but you know, when you, when you talk a lot, when you're that person who can verbalize what's going on in their mind, your thoughts, your feelings, your perspective, the words themselves become a mask. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I call it the wall of words. Sure. I don't let you in. I don't let you in behind that wall of words to what I'm really thinking. Correct. To what I'm really feeling. You're you're telling the story to push them away. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's part of getting to know people as well is is learning who are the people who I really need to draw out because they're never going to tell me because they're quiet yeah. because they're shy just by their own nature their own personality exactly and mm-hmm. and who are who are the people that I'm going to be like yeah that's not what you really think yeah you know yeah tell me what's actually going what's, on what's going on behind that wall of words correct right and that's that's also another part of teaching that I love is is getting to know people and drawing out their real self. Correct. The real concerns, right. the real thoughts, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my head goes to, I can't, you know, when I was 18, 19 year old kid, a freshman mm. in college, I mean, I'm obviously way different than I am now. Yeah. But I remember, I mean, I lost my father when I was 19. I was a mm-hmm. freshman in school. Mm-hmm. If you would have had a conversation with me in that moment, I'm fine. Yeah. You know, that wall's up. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not letting you in. Right. And there's very few people that could have said, Brian, how are you really? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Exactly. What you're talking about. I love that. Yeah. You got to build that trust. You got to build the relationship to open that up. Well, it's the human connection thing. Bring the wall down. Right. And once again, we come back to, we tricked you into talking about, you thought you were coming to a business podcast. Really? (laughs) You're talking about something. It's, it's a people business. Yeah. You know, and you can put that in. I've been saying that for ev- years. Everything. It's it's not. I'm going to sell you this. I want to know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that and that's how you do the things that you need to do. Right. And like like what we were saying before, like the the you you as a business owner as as someone who is well, you know an employee, you know working in a business. Your business is people, mm-hmm. fundamentally. 
At the end of the day, it's all about people. And the thing that you're selling, whatever it is, the thing that you're selling, the thing that you're making is the point that connects you to people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I love that. Um, I'm going to ask you one more question, Michael, and then we're going to wrap this up. Yeah. Going into 2021 with everything going on, Mm. what would you say is a goal of yours moving forward? It can be personal. It can be through work. It can Mm. be from a leadership perspective. What's a goal of yours? And we'll wrap it up. Yeah. um, You know, something that, Something that I learned about myself in 2020 that, um, that I want to continue as a goal into 2021 is that when I'm in a high, in more high pressure situations, either due to, um, demands of work schedule or heavy conversations, giving bad news to people or whatever the case may be. Um, and when that's kind of consistent right? That's happening a lot. It's just a part of your job. Yeah. I found out that for me, if I didn't exercise, I would have incredibly adverse physical reactions, like headaches, fevers, like stress would just like plow me under. Right. And, and I wouldn't even realize that I'm stressed until I was like, it was over. I'm like ill. Yeah. Right. And so if I work out three to four times a week, even if it's brief, like 20 minutes, if you do something to move, yep, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, then that's, that's something that I, that's a goal that I have to really continue on into 2021. Because if I don't do those things, then I'm a, I'm not as good of a husband. I'm not as good of a father. It makes you a better human. Yeah. I'm not as good of a, I'm not as good of a teacher, worker, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I've learned that about myself. So I want to stay committed to that. And the other thing is, um, uh, staying connected to people, um, regardless of the situation in our, right. Cause there's, I mean, everyone's busy. Everyone, yeah. everyone can say like, Oh, I just don't have time for that. Yep. Um, but you know, making commitments to like Chris, uh, called up my brothers and I, Um, and we, we were watching the Mandalorian together talking about life, right? That was, that was great. You know, this is the way, way. (laughs) you know, it was great because not because we were, you know, having this, we were talking about experiences earlier, but like those relational connections are so important. If you Mm -hmm. don't, if I don't, if I don't have those, then the other work that I do gets really robotic. Yeah. You know what I mean? The rest of your yeah. life gets robotic. So like the things that I do outside of work are, I think the things that I'm committed to in, um, kind of more of a holistic sense, knowing that it's going to have a positive impact on my, on my work work. Yeah. On the actual on career, the, on the stuff that I do in the working day. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I think the exercise thing is something that people don't talk about enough. I know I'm a hypocrite of it. I can't hide that fact. Um, it really does change regardless of the body effects, but from a mind perspective yeah. um, with, you know, different chemistry that mm-hmm. happens inside your body, it makes you a better right. person. It re- releases that stress in ways that you literally can't do anywhere any, else, any other way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, the body, the bodily effects are great, but I don't do it for that. No, I don't. I I really 
what am I, 36? Not not around to impress anybody anymore. <laughs> um, it's over. It's over now. It's over. It's over now. You get what you get. That's yeah. what I got. Um, yeah, so it's not about that. It's about It's about being a complete person and bringing everything that I have. Just being a better human. Everything that I have to the table. And I can't do that if I don't take care of my body. I love that. You got to take care of yourself. You have to. Huge. Otherwise, treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> we will leave it there for this episode. We, I truly do appreciate your time. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Chris. This, this has went been a whole different direction than I thought it to, but I'm so glad that it did. Yeah. Um, this has been a lot of fun. We really appreciate you bringing, bringing yourself here. We're glad that you were able to come in, yeah. but also with everything else going on. Um, really look forward to the next episode. We appreciate everybody listening, taking the time out of their day. Um, and we will get with you guys next week. Have a great day.